0: very honest response
1: whoa i like that i like that (laughs) this is the andrew lake podcast and i am here in the studio with whiskey kisses oh i'm so excited (laughs) i'm like a little child in a candy store whiskey kisses do you have a like a shortened like do i call you Whiskey or?
0: Yeah, you can call me whiskey. Or do I call do. you kisses? Uh, no, whiskey's better. That's, that's Is it
1: whiskey like the drink or like? It's whiskey the, like the drink, yes. I don't even know how to spell each one.
0: The words?
1: Like the, if you're a cat and you have whiskers. It's is not that, that one. whiskey?
0: No, that's whiskers. That's, that's oh, that's whiskers? It. Yeah. Okay.
1: My grammar isn't very good.
0: That's clear.
1: Which is why I've actually got you on this
0: Oh, because I was an English teacher. That's right. I was yes. a high school English teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about, right?
1: Yeah. I need you to help me spell something.
0: Mm, okay. I'll just... Um,
1: I'll. S- how about I try and spell it and you in... tell me if I've got the spelling right or wrong? Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, but
0: if you make a mistake, uh, then I'll have to discipline you.
1: There's punishment?
0: There's punishment. That's how you oh. learn.
1: I'm really nervous now.
0: You should be. But I tell you something that really helps.
1: Whiskey. Yes.
0: Yes. Whiskey. Oh, so
1: whiskey. Sorry, I was trying to, I'm trying to get your name <laughs> uh, right. But
0: also setting your boundaries.
1: Setting your boundaries. Okay. Yes. Mm, okay. These
0: are all... That, that's a helpful thing. Okay, Especially before we get... is before involved. Yes. Sorry. You
1: are off like a horse at the races. I'm just trying to get Entirely my spelling right. Spelling is a thing. I'm going to get my spelling. Go for it. Right. Okay. It's just this one word I need your help spelling with. So, how do you spell B-S-D-M? Well. Wait. B-S... <clears> fuck. <throat> how do you spell... So it's like bullshit direct message. Yes. Right? So BS is bullshit. Yes. And then direct message is like Instagram. Basically. Yeah. Is that what you're into? No. What what is it then?
0: Well, I don't know. I think you should try again. I'm a a great believer in like helping others to learn, but for themselves. So you mean I spelt it wrong? You really spelt it wrong. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) Oh, no, I see what I've done now. I'm thinking. It's it's (laughs) let me try, let me try. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. BDSM. Bingo. That's it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So I spelt it right. You did. What does BDSM spell? What Oh wait, that's the spelling. So what is is it a word or it's an an acronym, right? It's an acronym. Okay, so what what do the letters stand for?
0: Why don't you have a couple of guesses? I feel like you might have Wikipedia'd this at some stage.
1: Well, this is why I need your advice, your help, your Expertise. Expertise, yeah. Mm. You're helping me out here. Yes. So we got B, bondage. Mm -hmm. Bondage, yep. D, dominance. Yep. Discipline. Discipline as well. Mm -hmm. Also, each letter can mean a few things. Yes. Okay. And then S, sadomasochism.
0: Well, that's S and M taken care of.
1: So, BDSM, sadomasochism. And the
0: S is also submission.
1: Submission. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that means you've got dominance and submission. Yeah. So, D, S. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, we've got BDSM.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: When I think of B, bondage, I think of like, you know, father, son, daddy, daughter, day, Sunday, like
0: well, you're a kinky fucker then. <laughs> what no
1: bondage? You're bonding with someone. Human connection. Yeah, it
0: is not friendship. Absolutely not that kind intimate of bondage. Quality Although you are time. connected.
1: Quali- quality time.
0: Quality time. Yes. So
1: like throwing the frisbee at the park, taking the dog for a walk. Not
0: so much like that.
1: Okay. Well, what is it then? Am I wrong? Am I misguided?
0: I guess. Look, I should. I should say. Um, I'm. I'm not going to know everything, and I also have only been in the kink community in the city that we are currently in for a year and a half. So um, kink
1: community, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Is that if you're into BDSM, you're in the kink community?
0: Yeah, I guess that's kind of a way to put it. Yeah. Um, Even you don't have to be part of the community. It's just that um, a lot of the things that are involved in BDSM and in kink uh, have an element of exhibitionism to them, but also...
1: Of what, sorry? Exhibition?
0: Yeah, exhibitionism.
1: What's that? So, like a performance show?
0: Yeah, kind of. But also, you. Uh, these kinds of things are safer in communities. Communities create their own boundaries and rules and safe places and connections so that you can go harder and. Uh, yeah. Still feel grounded and connected in a way that means that you're not actually harming another human being.
1: So what are we what are we actually talking here? So we're talking intimate bondage.
0: Yeah, well, bondage is lots and lots of different things, but bondage is basically, at its most basic element, uh, I would say it's just taking away the agency of another.
1: So you would restrict someone physically.
0: Yep, physically
1: as a way of also psychologically restricting yep, them, mm-hmm. and that would lead to a more fruitful bondage because of the roles that people are adopting
0: well yeah i guess that's where the ds stuff kind of comes into it uh whenever bondage is involved there's usually some form of power exchange as well Uh, so someone is the dominant or the one in control and then someone is the submissive or the one uh surrendering control
1: So, these roles are decided beforehand for the people going into it?
0: Usually, yes. Or is
1: it more spontaneous?
0: No, they're usually decided beforehand for the people going into it. Um, Most scenes, most safe kind of play means that consent and boundaries should be pre-negotiated.
1: So, consent and boundaries are not part of the BDSM anacronym, are they? Or are they a subcategory? They're not
0: part of it. Um, But if like, if, like consent and boundaries had a baby, it would be BDSM. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> like, they're above
1: the yeah, BDSM. Yeah, hmm. you can't
0: do any of the things uh, that we do without those two things. Otherwise, you're committing crimes, basically. Grievous bodily harm, lack. Yeah. So
1: it gets quite rough.
0: Well, yeah, that's part of the point.
1: Wow. So I'm just trying to get my head around this. So we've got boundaries... So that would be what you can't do. So yes. you would say. So they're called limits. Limits. So you would explicitly say this is off limits.
0: Yeah. So you maybe you, um, maybe you decide that you're going to or you meet someone and they're really cool, and you decide that you'd like to play, and, uh, so I'm. So th- I mean, there's there's thousands and thousands of different words in the scene. Um. So someone like me, I'm a bi, so bisexual, actually, anyway, bisexual, yes, um, and I'm also poly, so polyamorous, and I'm a switch, so that means I like to be dominant and submissive. And- so switch
1: means you can change between dominant and submissive?
0: <laughs> yes, but not necessarily inside a, like one scene. It just means that in me is I take pleasure in both roles. Because, I mean, I'm also a sadomasochist, so I'm everything.
1: <laughs> so you're everything. Wow.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so.
1: I think most people know what bi is, but I don't really understand sadomasochist.
0: Well, a sadomasochist is, I mean, it's just a joining together of two terms, a sadist and a masochist clearly. Um, A sadist is someone who takes pleasure from causing someone else pain. And a masochist is someone who receives pleasure as pain or from pain, basically, at their most basic elements, I think.
1: So we've got switch by sadomasochist. And poly. And poly. So what does polyamorous mean?
0: Uh, Poly means that you have more than one partner or basically, actually, that's a minefield. Let's leave that alone. But what it does mean? Why is that
1: a minefield? Is it a grey term?
0: No, it's not a great term. Um for a... me, poly just means um many, right? Yes. That's
1: the basic yeah. term of Multiple it. Multiple
0: partners. Uh or essentially just non-monogamous.
1: Non-monogamous. Yeah. So does that lead to more of a freedom well, or more of a Yeah, but again connection? everything is
0: pre-negotiated and uh Like, I have a partner, and so we obviously have uh, talked a lot about the kinds of things that we're okay with or that we're not okay with, how we like to play, who we're interested in playing with. We play together and we play separately. So uh, I guess in terms of freedom uh, as a relative term, fuck yeah, we're pretty free. But it doesn't mean that you get to go out and do whatever you like without consideration for another human being.
1: So... To me, just hearing about this and learning about this, it sounds it sounds great. You get more freedom. You have more openness between your partner. And just by having this term, polyamorous, you're sort of, in a sense, forced into being a lot more open about what you really want. And yeah. what you really feel should be the parameters of your relationship. Is that a fair statement?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is
1: but then it also does come to mind that when you get that you run into things like jealousy mm-hmm. or frustration so what happens when one of you or your partner says something and you say well i don't want you to do that and there is a clash so well let me let me try and rephrase this this question by being polyamorous you're just are you just drawing the line somewhere else yeah to the monogamous relationship. Yeah. And is that, what's the case that that's a better way to do
0: it? I don't think anything's better. I, uh, I think that you have one life. (laughs) And so a huge part of feeling that you're in something so finite for me means that you should just chase what makes you happy. And, for me, this kind of freedom feels safe, and it feels like the best way for me to live my life. And the like, the effort that goes into it, all of those kind of things, uh, makes me feel like my life is worthy and it's worth it. So, it's not better; it's just what I like. It's what I love. It works. It's what makes me happy. I will never be monogamous again. I was monogamous for. Seven years. And, yeah, we'll never do that again. It's not for me.
1: So what would you say to the counter-argument that perhaps you're just playing out a pathology or you're wide in a way which is wrong or someone might see that you are fulfilling things that are not healthy? Is there a charge to the judge of this or the harsh critic?
0: Um, the, I just, I mean, for me, I, if someone wants to be critical like that, uh, that's totally fine. I'm just probably not going to talk to them. <laughs> I don't feel the need to convince anybody that what I'm doing is right or convince anybody that, um, my life is, uh, the way or better, um, if they have their own belief system, then that's completely fine. I just We just don't need to exist in the same community. And if we do, then it comes down to just basic levels of respect and kindness to others. And if you're going to be respectful and kind, then you can, you know, judge other people as much as you like. That's totally fine. But you don't condemn them and you don't treat them as less. You don't be rude. So
1: would you say there's much of a activism or a recruiting or is it very when you were coming it's into not a this cult.
0: it is not a cult <laughs>
1: well what comes to mind is veganism so vegans have this whole stigma around them about converting and pushing out and like yeah. trying to put their idea onto others because they're a part of this community so when you were becoming involved in BDSM in mm-hmm. this community how did you feel you were introduced to it? Was it sort of a, you were sucked into it or people were understanding and people introduced it carefully to you?
0: I met my partner, Blaze, on Tinder and <laughs> that's a very common story. Quite a few uh, women in the kink scene in uh, our city uh, have met Blaze on Tinder Um <laughs> and been introduced uh to BDSM and the community that we have through him um that's something that he loves doing because he loves the community and he loves BDSM I guess in a non so creepy way so he was able to
1: introduce you carefully <clears throat> and yeah and he with makes a, a lot of
0: time and a lot of space for uh, people to to want to talk and to think about things and he's quite articulate at I remember some of the early conversations we had in his super gross old house while he smoked in his totally enclosed goddamn balcony <laughs> I must have really liked him to like sit there like I don't smoke at all and that that was that was pretty it was pretty intense um yeah conversations just about uh, boundaries and consent and about desire and about exploration and, uh, yeah, just different kinds of things like that. So that was my introduction. And then he took me to a party, um, before I'd been to, so there's, there's things called munches.
1: What does munch mean?
0: Munch is basically a meetup in a public place, uh, which is, um, often publicly advertised, Um, for people who are interested in kink or BDSM. So munches are essentially so that people can get into the scene or join the scene without having to go to a play party where it's quite difficult to, I don't know, It's the deep
1: end, would you say? It's the deep
0: end. It's the deep end. So so basically, Blaze, in all of his absolute divine wisdom, met me. We had a couple of chats and then one of the longest running and... uh, kinkiest private BDSM (laughs) parties was on, um, a couple of weeks after we met and he made the grand decision that I should be invited and I went, uh, and I'm not young, but I still, uh, I guess, I mean, I'm not inexperienced, uh, a lot of very young people do enter the scene. So I was like, I'm just going to be totally fine. This is going to be awesome. Um, But I still was a little bit like a deer in headlights for sure. More just because in your imagination, there are all kinds of different desires and there's all kinds of different things to be explored and wanted uh, or discovered, all kinds of different things that turn you on or make you feel ways that you really, really want to replicate again and again. Uh, And then I'm in this house, this incredible house, and there are real people (laughs) doing these things in front of me and behind me and to the left and to the right and they're wearing incredible things and I definitely went into, I think at the party, I went into a bit of cognitive overload, which is not surprising. Um, It doesn't mean that I didn't have a really good time, but it does mean that, um, yeah, it just took me a little while to process everything that I'd seen and thought and then slowly start sifting through what was interesting um, what I would like to explore and how I would like to explore it.
1: So the introduction into a new community was like this opening where you felt like you could be something else and it was much larger than what you'd thought was possible in mm-hmm. the past.
0: I didn't feel like I could be some something else. I actually felt like for the first time I could be fully myself. Wow. Yeah. So it's been, uh, yeah, pretty extraordinary to be able to find my place in this community, I guess, and have someone like, uh, blaze at my kind of side, I guess, to do that. It's pretty, I think it's pretty rare and I am well aware of my privilege. Uh, yeah. In that. So
1: So are there scripts or sort of games which people do as stock standard? So when you, when you come into a new community, there might be the standard game this or the standard moves that. So if you're learning to play chess, each chess player would learn a standard opening and that would be standard repertoire. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have sort of your own variations on certain things. You would have your own introductions. And you might say, well, this is the whatever so-and-so move, but this is my twist on it, and this is what I'm into. And then you get different ideas and you sort of feed off what the community has shown you to your own ideas. So what what is the creative aspect of it in comparison to the textbook sets of processes, if there are any, well, or is that a wild jump? Is that a wild leap? It's not a
0: wild leap. It's just that uh, kink and BDSM are extremely broad. Like, uh, I think- So,
1: you, do you have subcultures within those two broad yes. categories? I yep. guess So, what are some of those? Hugely so.
0: Uh, there's like a whole leather culture thing, and then- So, do the
1: leather people just sit around talking like, all oh, those rope people, they're not the real- Something um, or is there a bit of uh, n- no for the most part? Or they're both pretty crossover? no. Yeah,
0: it all kind of crosses, and everyone's most people are pretty chill. Um, yeah, and then yeah, there's rope stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like these are probably better questions for Blaze. I am still. I'm only a year and a half old in the kink scene, so it's definitely still all about me. <laughs> um, and uh, he's been, I think he's probably seven or eight years in the scene now, so I think he would have a bit of a better understanding of how to kind of articulate those things. Um, so is
1: there a difference between just an orgy and a BDSM Good God, system? yes. <laughs> a BDSM party?
0: Yes, there really is.
1: So is there is there actual penetration at a... BDSM party? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe less. Because the point of an orgy is just fucking. Yeah. Yep. The point of an orgy is sex. Uh, The point of uh, kink play or BDSM play is power exchange of some form.
1: So would you say there's less of a climax and more of a adopting a role?
0: Um, Is there a point?
1: Is there a peak?
0: I guess... Or is
1: it different for each session?
0: I mean, there is definitely a peak, but it's... I mean, hmm, I just... I think that uh, trying to talk about, like, a kink party or an orgy means that you're kind of expecting kink to... uh, make you kind of get your rocks off in the same way that an orgy does. But at an orgy, if you just stick your dick in something or get dick sticked in you <laughs> and they vaguely know what they're doing, then you'll get your rocks off, right? It's basic biology plus I don't know. More people. More people. Yeah. And I don't know, if if the dick isn't doing it, then you just shove a head down there. Um but like uh with kink stuff and with BDSM stuff, you aren't you don't necessarily go to a party to come. You like there's all kinds of different types and levels of play. And um, a lot of it is about, uh, I mean, I guess I'm a switch. So uh, So I guess that means, so for me, I go to a party partly because uh, I like having other humans around. I definitely have a little bit of an exhibitionist kind of side to me, not. So not the exhibition Not as big as blazers, but... Is that a term? Um, that getting that term ex-
1: exhibitionist, is that an actual term? And yeah. that's about you wanting to be the performer you're putting on your show? Is that what it means?
0: No, it just means you want to be seen. It means you want to be looked at. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are kind of levels of that. So looked at and then known or looked at and then world famous or like it... Yeah, there's relative exhibitionism. Yeah, I think. But for me... Going to parties means that I get to meet lots of different people. And then, um, so if you're, if you're just a submissive in the scene and you meet other people, then you get to be able to say, I'm a submissive or I'm a sub. And so what you're... So there's a
1: shorthand in the terms. So yeah. that when you're getting to know people, they can connect <laughs> much quicker.
0: Yeah. Or they kind of know what kind of play you're interested in or the space that you'd like to occupy, um... And then, uh, obviously, for a sub to be able to enjoy a scene or do a scene, there needs to be someone who'd like to take the control. So there needs to be a dominant or a top. So then, obviously, the parties are kind of there so that you can go and meet lots of different people and potentially play with them in these different combinations, different different power combinations.
1: I first came across, or my first introduction into the idea of using a story or a psychology to influence sex was this self-help book by David Dater called Way of the Superior Man. Oh, God. So I don't know if you have an opinion on this sort of self-help, which is one of the concepts that stuck in my mind was polarization. And I don't know if that applies here, but it's taking the roles and making them as different as possible and that sounds similar to this dominance and submission sort of thing and i've seen it on the other side too in tantra which is where you have more of a union and more of a synchronization
0: i'm just gonna say that say what you want well i just think that kink um and being a top or a bottom or a dom or a sub um is a type of synchronization you can't do a scene you can't take power or su- or surrender without uh coming together like an actual bond of trust it's an incredible exchange no one can run around being king shit unless they've got subjects and no one can enjoy being a subject if they don't have a king or a queen for that matter so I think it's um yeah it's 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 I get the word polarization coming up and I get where you're coming from, but that's not my experience. Absolutely not my experience. Yeah. There's uh, a symbiotic relationship between the two different uh, generally occupied spaces of power exchange in kink, which is very well recognized and very well respected. Just because you are a dom- Doesn't necessarily mean that you are worth any more than the sub that's kneeling at your feet in terms of respect. Unless she's into humiliation and degradation, in which case, you know, make her happy. Spit on her.
1: That's part of it, isn't it? With
0: his consent. Or her consent. Well, yeah, that is part of it.
1: Has there ever been a time when someone's crossed a boundary? Or what happens when someone does go a little bit too far. Has that ever happened? Has that ever been an issue? Uh,
0: for me, no. But that's because in terms of my limits, um, which are both things that I'm not interested in doing or pursuing and, um, my level of, uh, Enjoyment for pain and those kinds of things, um, all of those are set fairly high for me. So for someone to cross a limit, they'd probably have to break a bone. And then obviously that would be a limit because I would need to go and get a cast. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But then, um,
1: Is there a scale of terms which people use in order to set those limits? So you're talking about yeah,
0: there are terms, but it's also more about exploration and play and trust like you don't you don't give a crowbar to the first person that you meet who says that they're really into like causing pain. You give them a fucking crowbar that's consent for the crowbar to be used on you, and if you're not into crowbars, that was probably a stupid idea like it's pretty it's pretty simple
1: so everyone has a heightened sense of self responsibility in stating their boundaries
0: yes and. Uh, I guess part of the community that we find ourselves in means that we end up with a lot of new people who enter the scene around us, um, which is absolutely rather magical. Um, but a big thing that is often talked about is that level of self-responsibility. And if I think that I've met someone and I've gotten to know them a little bit, and I don't think they have that level of self-responsibility, then I will be very hesitant to either play with that person or recommend them playing with anybody that I know. Because if you don't know how to set your boundaries, then you're putting everybody at risk. The things that we do and the things that we enjoy mean that you can get seriously hurt even if there are no injuries on your body.
1: Is that a physical hurt or a psychological hurt?
0: It's both. So that's why you have to have responsibility. You have to have personal responsibility. You have to semi-know yourself in order to be in the community and know yourself well enough that you can hand over parts of yourself to someone else if you're playing or that you can use parts of yourself to dominate someone else if you're in that role and push someone to places that are really dark, really painful or really scary, but then healthily be able to both bring them back and yourself back and to know that it's not an extension of some kind of, Misplaced rage or revenge or pathology. Instead, it is about desire and it is about connection.
1: So you said just before, a lot of people are coming into this community. Mm-hmm. What's a common reaction? Like, what do most people think when they hear about <laughs> most some people of that the come into the community
0: have already read like a Wikipedia page. Like they know what they're looking for. They're kind of interested anyway. Um... And then the most common reaction is that for the first three to six months, you go through your lush period.
1: <laughs> what is the lush period? It's like The joy of it or yes. the shock of it? <laughs> no,
0: th- both. It's a combination of both. Um, and it's usually pretty intense and it involves making lots of often fairly poor decisions that later you...
1: What are some of the common poor decisions that people make?
0: Um, I don't know. I was... I was stopped from making most of them, um, by the, uh, yeah, by the extraordinary privilege of having, um, Blaze, but, um, I guess it's sometimes putting your expectations in the wrong places. Um, yeah, just kind of getting caught up, uh, maybe going too deep or too hard, too fast.
1: So I'm just trying to get my head around this Mm -hmm. and... A lot of things come to my imagination. <laughs> a lot of things come to mind.
0: All of them are possible. I don't
1: know if wow, really? Mhm. I don't know if I really want to. I feel a bit nervous talking about it. So I don't know if I want to make it too explicit.
0: You don't have to make it explicit. I can.
1: Oh, wow. Feeling like a kid in a candy store again. Oh. So, how do I ask this? What What is a typical scene? Or what is a typical okay, You have to take
0: away the word typical first.
1: So it's not typical It's just that, uh, within the craziness or the,
0: let's just say what is a scene and, or I'll talk about something that I've experienced that I would call a scene. If you'd like to share. Because there isn't such a thing as a typical, like very much not at all. So, okay. I will talk about a public scene that I did with Blaze recently at a party called Hellfire. Um, so Blaze is what's known as a rigger. Uh, so he's into rope, um, as a form of bondage, specifically shibari. Um, I guess he can do a little bit more talking about that.
1: What does shibari mean?
0: Yeah. So he can do a little bit more talking about that. Okay. I'll have to ask him. (laughs) Yes, you definitely do. Um, shibari means lots and lots of fun. (laughs) Okay. Um, so... Um, In terms of rope as a form of bondage, that's a really specific set of negotiations. So Blaze, having done this with him for more than a year now, our negotiations are slightly different. But any scene that we do, um, especially publicly, uh, he will tell me what he's thinking in terms of how he would like to tie me up, how he would like to restrict my movements and then often suspend me off the floor with the ropes that he's just tied around me. And then uh, because we're partners and we play together often, he knows that I really like being tied up and then uh, being hit with different types of implements um, or uh, forced into quite restrictive or painful uh, kinds of shapes. So he knows that when we tie, those things are all on the table. However, it's my responsibility. Every time we go to do a public scene, if, those things are not things that I'm able to do because I'm 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 injured in some way, or I'm not interested, or I'm wearing something uh, sexy because most of this, all of this, is done in in lingerie or fetish wear um, uh, that I don't want broken or that I think won't allow me to be able to move in a certain way. That there are things that I have to tell him, so I have a lot of responsibility in this too. Yeah, and then so at Hellfire. Um, he restricted my arms behind my, my back in a chest harness and then used that to, uh, from the, from the knots in the middle of my upper back to suspend me to a point in the ceiling. And then he put ropes around both of my legs as well, and then lifted them so that I was horizontal. And then there's what's called a spinner. Um, with a carabiner on the base of it so I can spin really fast when, uh, I'm suspended. So then he spins me around really, really fast, which is super impressive. And then I make myself into a little ball and go even faster and have lots of fun and generally try and kick him. Um, which is quite fun. Um, and not typical behavior of someone who's being tied in rope because that's obviously the submission, the, the submissive kind of position. um. And then um, we decided we'd do some impact, so we left me in the in the in the chest harness with my hands tied behind my back and still secured to a point in the ceiling, but with my feet on the ground, and my uh, I was wearing a I was wearing like a bodysuit kind of thing, um, and suspenders and stockings, and I, I'd taken my shoes off, um, but so yeah, suspended. Well, half suspended with my feet on the floor and my ass out, which he then proceeded to uh, flog with like a flogger and then spank quite a lot. And then uh, he used a cane on me. Um, now, for someone like me, I don't bruise or mark very easily. It's just my biochemistry. Um, but a cane uh, will leave marks quite Severe marks, and you can see uh, photos of those marks on my Instagram because they are uh, there is space inside the community for those to be both a mark of pride and honor, but also for those to be something that you want to share because they're kind of emblematic of of a moment that you did surrender or submit or that you did mark another human being like that. Um, Yeah, which I think is kind of special. So we did that and then also did some. Uh, kind of breath play kind of stuff because I tend to not stay still um, and be submissive. So I did a little bit of jumping up and putting my legs around his hips and all the fun games and all the fun things, basically. So that's that's a scene, but that's a scene between... Uh, and then he untied me, which is not like undoing your shoelaces. It's slow often and it's very connected and connective. And after something like...
1: It's part of the process.
0: Yeah, it's, it's massively part of the process, hugely so. Um, but then we were at a public event and there was some dude doing some Harry Potter strip tease, so I wandered off and watched <laughs> that, which is kind of unusual because if we weren't at a public event, we would have spent some time um, together talking or cuddling. Or actually, I often come out of rope uh, fighting, uh, which I think has a lot to do with me being a switch. Um, So I find it, I find the surrender or the submission sometimes quite challenging, Um, which doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it. It just means that when I come out the back fighting, it's usually uh, because I want to regain a sense of uh, strength or uh, equilibrium between my kind of warring sides, maybe.
1: A lot of what I'm interested in at the moment, which is Eastern mysticism, philosophy, (laughs) non-duality <laughs> oh, yeah. and all these sort of things actually has very similar terms but in a different way. Mm-hmm. And tell me if this is too much of a philosophical stretch, but submission is actually a term that you can use for your own experiences of life. So do you – is that too much of a stretch to say that you're opening up to submitting to things or dominating things in, outside of this scene, as well, or is it separate to the other activities that you have in your life, or the other ways in which you go about your day-to-day activities?
0: Every human interaction contains elements, I think, of power exchange, and I guess the BDSM and kink community just articulates that um, because inside those um articulated recognitions is like a bunch of really sexy possibilities I think um yeah so I guess in terms of extrapolating out from the kink community it would be weird if I walked around with elements of the personas I guess if you call it that, or elements of the spaces that I occupy left as like residue in my regular life. It, It's not.
1: So you see them as separate.
0: No, they're not separate. It's just that you can't, uh, you can't just be one thing undiluted. As yeah. soon as, as soon as you enter another community or enter another space, you have to uh, understand those rules of uh, like communication and contact and like those kinds of uh, constructions of how people want, 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 um, Connection to be.
1: So, do you ever have what you might, what we might call at this stage, just regular intimacy, or is it no entirely caught up in this community?
0: It's not caught up. uh It's just or that you've
1: graduated. <laughs>
0: no, because that's
1: whichever term you want to use. I well, don't well, want well, to use any okay, of those well, terms. Okay, well, what would be the appropriate term?
0: Uh, it's just
1: your tastes, or yeah. It's just your... my taste.
0: It's how i It's what yeah. I like. I I mean, some people like having sleepy sex on a Sunday morning and then coffee and croissant, and they do that for 20 years, and it makes them really, really happy. And from your face, you wouldn't say no, right? (laughs) If someone was like... It sounds beautiful. It does sound beautiful. (laughs) And for some people, that really makes them happy. What really makes me happy is on a Friday night, I get to, I don't know, shove my feet in some (sighs) dumb kid's mouth while he calls me mommy, and then I lock him in a cage to fucking sleep, and then he... Wakes up the next morning, vacuums my house, makes me and my partner food, and then he leaves extremely happy. And then my partner ties me to the bed and fucks me multiple times. Wow. Hmm.
1: I think on that note, we should at least take a breather. (laughs) Thank you so much. This has been quite an education. (laughs) I'm all very new to this. I don't know very much about it, so... Thank you so much for talking to me. That's okay. Thank I think you that, for being open. Well, Thank talking you. is the way
0: that you get into anything safely, I think. So.
1: Yeah. I've definitely learned a lot more about the terms. I've got a bit more a bit more of an idea about the different things that are involved.
0: Well, technical knowledge will only get you so far.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds very Zen as well.
0: It does, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> Whiskey. Thank you so much. My pleasure. This has been so much fun. <laughs> Over and out, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> oh dear. You
1: had some gold moments on there. There were some good moments on
0: there. Now, Daddy, you do it.
1: Do you want to do one, man? This world goes off my head. I can't keep up with what's being said.